You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. That cassette tape from years ago from the before times, from before streaming services? You go, oh, oh, brush it off. Oh, don't worry. Doesn't matter. Even if I didn't, what could go wrong? A Texas woman has found out that it could ruin your life. Karen McBride, she found out that she is facing an embezzlement charge. Yeah, a felony embezzlement charge down in the United States for not returning Sabrina the Teenage Witch to a movie rental store in 1999. We're talking before the year 2000, before the millennium. That's how far into the past. Said that she had an issue. She found out through, you know, the, the right channels that there was some sort of issue. Here's a number. you got to call them. you got to figure it out. And she went, I'm going to have... A, a conniption here. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm a wanted felon in certain states, technically the entire nation of the U.S. Unbelievable. Embezzlement for rented property. The Movie Place was the name of The Movie Place. Imaginative uh, imaginative title there. They went out of business in 2008. So they're not even worried about this anymore. And yet she suspects that she might have been let go from jobs that have done background checks and found that she had a felony charge on her name. Absolutely bizarre. They've cleared it since... I think she's got a few hoops to jump through, of course. But, uh, yeah, they got thrown out. They're like, it's a tape that you didn't return. Who's who's going to be watching that tape anyway? Particularly the original Sabrina the Teenage, which I just, I just think it's too hilarious. And it makes me think about times that I haven't returned tapes myself. Very, very seldom, because I always wanted to be able to rent more. But I'm pretty sure it's happened. And I know that it's happened to you as well. Seems like everybody's got one of those tapes. We'll get into what that title is and judge you for your selections. Johnny Lydon, he's feeling just rotten about a limited series in development simply titled Pistol. The biopic show is set to be a six-episode run focusing on guitarist, Sex Pistols guitarist Steve Jones and the events detailed in his memoir. Lydon is adamant that no one has contacted him about this production and he aims to fight it in the legal arena. And the irony of an old-school punker threatening to sue is not lost on me. Frank Zappa is going to be, uh, well, posthumously seeing a a show that has never been released come out from 1988. In fact, his final U.S. concert from March 25th was at New York's Nassau Coliseum. It is uh, part of the uh, the archival series of releases from the Zappa Trust, and it's out June 18th, featuring 29 unreleased recordings from the concert, as well as a pair of tracks that are from different points in the same tour. Interesting stuff, and big for big Zappa fans. Meanwhile, fans of the musical, fans of Rock of Ages, you've got a chance to watch it again. A one-night-only global live stream just happened over the weekend, and uh, you're able to watch that just for a little bit longer into the future. Um, I don't know if it was actually the live performance or simply a tape performance that was live-streamed, but it's more recently uh, had a 10-year anniversary of its off-Broadway run, and that very strange feature film adaptation featuring Tom Cruise. 
um, you might want to just stick with the actual musical. <laughs> so uh, one night only, but available for a limited time to peruse even after the fact. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. All about this Japanese man with, well, let's just say with cojones. Uh, this guy has been arrested arrested after dating too many people. I mean, that in and of itself, not technically illegal, but here's the situation. He's defrauded 35 women at the same time. Yeah, he was maintaining 35 relationships. I don't want to make it you feel bad if you're struggling to find that one, but trust me, this is not the substance of relationship that you want. This guy's a con artist. 35 different women in order to get gifts for his birthday. And he is intelligent enough to know that he can't have the same birthday with each of these different women. So, presumably, he's got 35 different birthdays. And he's able to maintain the knowledge of names, phone numbers, conversation content, uh, their birthdays, I'm assuming. I hope he's getting them gifts. Come on, you're getting 35 in a year. Yeah, and also, apparently, he doesn't have a fixed address. Maybe because with 35 women, he's able to figure out a place to stay for every night of the month. It's pretty horrible, but it's all come back to haunt him now. I'm not even sure of exactly how this got found out, but, I mean, you, you can only keep that up for so long. And it's not a situation where it's like, I'm not even upset. That's amazing. No, I am. It was a real jerk move. It is still just an impressive feat, though. Tuesday. Not sure of where the originating area is, but it's a track meet somewhere that's far warmer than we have it here in our neck of the woods. Hilarious moment because somebody's dog, leash still on him and everything, but not attached to a human, decides that, no, this track meet is not complete without me joining the race. And here's just uh, just the audio. And really, you can paint yourself the picture. Several runners on the track, one girl in the lead. The dog decides they're going to change that. And this is what it sounds like. Priceless to me. Priceless because of how much energy, effort, heart, dedication that these athletes have poured into this 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 art form. This 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 physical art form. They are at the pinnacle of their physical output at that point in time. They're putting it all out, out, out there on the line for all of the people in the stands, the friends, the family members, the, the people they don't know, the, the acquaintances, maybe even the enemies, the frenemies, everybody. Everybody is there to see them succeed. And they couldn't care less until the dog showed up. I mean, just here's just the, the difference. That's the kids running. That's the kids running. Now, here's what happens when the dog gets on the field. <clears throat> but, you know, keep following your dreams, right? We all cannot wait for a better time, for sure. Uh, now, totally, this has been a bit of a rough week, especially, you know, for us here in our region. Uh, eyes are on us. News reports from around the country and, you know, probably around the world are going to be starting to, you know, focus in um, because we're 
kind of, you know, a beacon in the nation and further than that, our region's a little bit of a beacon in the province. Um, and beyond that, just the entire situation is really, really hard. I mean, you're seeing cases, uh, you know, not cases, that's the wrong word, makes you think of the wrong thing, but stories, situations out of different places in the world. You know, a lot of vaccines happening in the United States, tons and tons and tons. Uh, then you've got like places down under, Australia and New Zealand are able to have big concerts, some to the tune of like 50,000 people planned for, for concerts coming up. Um, and we want to get back to that freedom. And it's hard to see the disparity and not just the disparity between different areas of the world, but even to the disparity between the people just right here in our community. We're not all, uh, you know, in the same boat. We're in the same storm for sure. And some are weathering in dinghies and some have yachts, right? And that's not to make people who might be in the yacht situation feel guilty at all. It's just, it is what it is. And it's hard. And with that, it might sound overbearing, might be broken record information at this point, but you're totally not alone in feeling completely run down. I don't know a single person that I spoke to on Monday who didn't tell me, I'm so tired today. I just, you know, could not even get my head off the pillow. Um, and today, not much better. You know what I mean? So understand, it's okay. You're not alone. It's tough. Take a day if you need it. Absolutely. Um, even if you're concerned that that might make people go, hey, are you sick? Are you sick? Are you sick? What's going on? Can you tell me? Are you sick? No, you just you just need a day. And every time, once in a while, people do. So don't feel guilty about that in the least. We will, I truly believe, get through things together better than apart. So I know 2021 has probably got a few more kicks to our gut in store, but end is in sight. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Van Morrison has some things to say freely about free speech. The crooner has been staunchly against any and all lockdown protocols and has been releasing music to support that stance. Now, in reaction to the reaction that these songs and comments have attracted, Morrison is doubling down and saying that he doesn't have free speech or that there is a lack of free speech and that's the reason for the backlash against his anti-lockdown songs. Very interesting things to be speaking freely when he doesn't think that he's able to. Rolling Stones guitarist Ronnie Wood has confirmed that he faced a second battle with cancer. In 2017, he was treated for lung cancer, and this week he revealed in an interview with The Sun that during the pandemic, he has been diagnosed with a rare form of small cell cancer. He didn't give details, but added that he has now come through it with the all clear. I don't know much of the details behind it, but it's called Project Deep Time. A lot of funding to try and figure out what humans are like when they get isolated not just from people but from natural information like what time of day it is just by being able to see the light right or being connected to a device that can tell you what time it is uh, they had none of it 15 volunteers they went into a cave in france and uh, they li had to live there with no sunlight no clocks no nothing apparently within no time they all lost what time of day it was they lost their ability to track day and night but then when it came time to actually leave, the majority of the people, about two-thirds, wanted to stay. They wanted to just keep going. I find that very, very interesting. I just question the timeline of this experiment. I, I get it. Maybe the moving parts, the wheels were already in motion. But one, we're already living in an isolation experiment, and it's been a whole lot longer than 40 days. And two... Being stuck with 15 people for 40 days right now sounds like way too social. Sounds like more socialization than I can even handle. 
So what do these findings even really mean? Wednesday. A grandchild, and I don't know the age, I don't want to say kid, you know, it sounds very strange to say the word child, but in relationship to grandmother, a grandkid decided to uh, work on a little DIY project to help her stay in touch while it's, you know, extra difficult to do so. And I've now realized there's no excuses left. <laughs> if you if you don't want to build this analog uh, telegram box, you probably just pick up your phone and call your grandparents, right? Makes it a little easier. Still good good to reach out. This thing is cool, though. It's like kind of analog meets digital. Our senior citizens sometimes do have difficulty dealing with the touch screens and digital interfaces of today. Far more used to an analog interface. In fact, he modeled it after the old switchboards. If you've watched any old-timey show, Mad Men, the amazing Miss Maisel. They've got those switchboards in the basements of the department stores. And just like that, there's giant uh, stereo jacks you plug into the name of the family member you want to communicate with. And it does two things. It takes incoming text messages and it'll print it out so that they can actually rip off a little ticket and read it, a physical copy of that message. And reverse, they can send voice messages. Uh, she can just press the record button say a little something, and it's going to digitally be sent out to whoever's phone so that they can listen to it on the fly. I think it's totally cool. Overkill, but totally cool. Now, like I said, call your grandma. Fun fact about his device, he calls it the Yaya Gram. Yaya in Castilian means grandma. So it's the Gram Gram, and I kind of love it. Every once in a while, you know, it's uh, it's a Mother's Day comes and goes, and Mom is left a little bit heartbroken herself, a little bit disappointed. I want to know how we can how we can do right by mom, do right by our caregivers, our life givers. Um, so, I went on the internet. You know, I hooked up my twenty eight point eight k modem. I dialed into the uh, the phone line. I connected to my AOL account, and I did a search. I did a search for how can we make Mother's Day great. And here's what I found: not a single article that helped me with how I can make Mother's Day great for mom. What I saw was, and I'm not kidding, page after page after page of search results, all seemingly articles written by moms, or at least for moms, saying, hey, here's how you can avoid being disappointed on Mother's Day. Let's, let's just let that sink in for a second. Directed at mom, saying, hey, hey mom, how can you make it so that you're not disappointed? by whatever is going on on Mother's Day to celebrate you. You know, the day on the calendar that's all about our life givers. Huh? Why? Why is that going on? Stop neglecting, Mom! Thursday. This is inspired by something happening in Edmonton, specifically at the Edmonton Valley Zoo. Just this week, they announced that alcoholic beverages are going to be for sale there for people to enjoy during their visits to the Edmonton Valley Zoo. Of course, you know, responsibility is always top of mind when it comes to this kind of thing, so it's not like go there and get blitzed and check out some vultures and lions and things, right? No, 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 no. It's consume responsibly, but you're now able to when you weren't before. Meanwhile, over in Toronto, I was just reading this morning that there was a motion to allow people to crack one open in the public parks over the summer, trying to allow people a safe, responsible, and equitable option. For all Torontonians, it got it got squashed. It doesn't look like they're going to do it, at least not for this summer. Pretty pretty key summer to do it. So my question is, should cracking a drink in a park or at an attraction be okay here in Fort McMurray? What do you think? Obviously within reason, certain times of day, opening hours and all that stuff. 
can't overserve anyway. Nobody with a license is allowed to do that. So what do you think? Should cracking a drink in a park or an attraction in Fort McMurray be A-OK? Kurt Cobain and the very last photo shoot specifically he was a part of will be the exclusive content sold as yet another high-profile NFT or non-fungible token. Photographer Jesse Froman, who took the photos just months before Cobain's death in 1994, is collecting more than 100 images from the day as a single sale. Many of these images never before released. A portion of the proceeds is going to be helping out the Jed Foundation, which aims to protect emotional health and prevent suicide in the United States. Meanwhile, Corey Taylor of Slipknot is confirming what so many of us raged against in the late 90s, early 2000s. Corey Taylor says Lars Ulrich was so right about Napster, adding that he knew that this is the direction we were going. And uh, Ulrich, you know, he says that over 20 years ago uh, that Napster hijacked Metallica's music without asking. They went to the United States Senate Judiciary Committee. They spoke about issues with music downloading software and pirated shares. And since then, the world has gotten a million times more complicated. Corey Taylor is here to say maybe he was on to something. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Should we be okay with people cracking open a cold one at the park here in town? Or, I mean, maybe not the open park, like open to the general public. Maybe what about just like attractions similar to the Edmonton Valley Zoo? We do have a few around town. So... What are your thoughts? We got a lot of input on this so far this morning. Uh, a lot of people coming in to say, hey, like, unlikely it would be happening because unlikely people would respect the rules and would take advantage of it. But a lot of people are in agreement. Like, Matchett Young says, if it's just a couple, that's cool. Corinne says, I don't think so. The amount of litter already in this town. Hey, I got to agree with you there. For some reason, people think that snow is a magical thing that erases the garbage you throw out on, on the ground. Nah, just comes back every single spring like we're kind of seeing right now. But you got Shannon saying, hey, you can do it at golf courses. But then she also says she's the one to always be the DD, so it doesn't really matter to her. Dave says, not my cup of tea, but if someone wants to, have at her. Just have a designated driver or call a cab. Absolutely. Be responsible with it. Jessica, yes, it should. Obviously, shouldn't be getting wasted in public, but a drink or two should be allowed. Meanwhile, Ryan says, I think the issue lies in moderation. One or two at the park, acceptable. Finish off a case and then challenge a goose to a fight, unacceptable. Also, you should know in advance, you're going to lose. Friday. This is very weird. And, you know, it might actually belong in music news, which you can usually listen to about quarter to eight each morning. But I, I can't just gloss by it with a headline. we got to dive into this. Um, there's a band. There's a band out there. Uh, they are uh, covering this song, Techno Syndrome. You might know it better as the Mortal Kombat theme. The band, Lame Genie, the vocalist of this cover, Gilbert Gottfried, courtesy of a cameo video, and he just butchers all of the names. It's kind of magical. Cover shreds. I mean, there's no denying that. It's just the weirdest thing that they got Gilbert Gottfried's voice in there to test your might. I can't. I can't even recreate it. But he is 
incredible and also kind of a fun sport at the end of the video they've got the full cameo clip that he sent their way including all of the butchered pronunciations of the different names one of them the fault of whoever sent him the script for the cameo because they put two h's instead of two n's in johnny and for some reason gilbert godfrey could not get over that hurdle it's magical it's amazing what people try to get away with it really is and i mean it's kind of a i'm not even mad i'm impressed situation however tickets still need to get issued in some cases like the one from early march near leduc highway 2 alberta rcmp they uh they they pulled over a driver and uh, i'm not even sure why they had pulled this driver over but they did and the automatic procedure is to run the license plate right put it in the system system comes back saying hey this isn't a number in our system so maybe investigate a little further they do so and they find out that this isn't a real license plate so there's a tint cover one of those plastic things that actually does nothing when somebody's trying to take a photograph of your license plate and if it does do something to obscure your license plate number it's illegal one of those uh and uh, then behind that there was a frame a frame like uh, Wild Rose Country covering up the edge of the license plate. Beyond that, where you would expect the tin to be, paper. They printed it out. <laughs> they actually printed it out. You know what it is going to cost this person should they get convicted for all of the charges that are la- levied out against them? Minimum fine of $2,875. Just not worth it. I mean, I know the printing off something... Uh, you know, a piece of paper anywhere these days is getting more and more expensive, but that is taking it a little bit far. Remember, paper beats rock, but traffic tickets, they're also paper, and they're the kind that you do not win when you use scissors against them. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Kings of Leon are on Team NFT. Ahead of their performance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland this week, Nathan Followell told Billboard that non-fungible tokens are the way of the future. They are one of the first bands to release their music with an NFT. Their new album, When You See Yourself, sold for $2 million, for instance. The new form of digital one-of-a-kind sales does seem to be here to stay, but cryptocurrency still always gets translated into value in current currencies. So, who knows, really? A four-hour documentary on the subject of KISS is coming to A&E this summer. It's going to be featuring some interviews with the likes of Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, even current members Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, though probably less so Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Not even sure if they were interviewed for the film. Dave Grohl was, though, and he's not even a member of the band. The documentary has a ham-handed title, Biography, History. You can look for it June 27th and 28th in two parts. As well, big news for Genesis fans. They have announced a North American tour, the Last Domino Tour. And yes, they are releasing dates for it. But very cleverly, those dates are far from now, going all the way into uh, the end of the year and next at the very earliest, possibly with postponements into 2022. A story that seriously sounds like it could be part of the plot of the upcoming Fast and the Furious movie where they go into space. Uh, Mixed martial arts zero G is the brand new sport and a brand new reality show uh, that's going to be called Galactic Combat from a company called Space Eleven. This is all, I mean, it feels like it's made up. It feels like I'm reading like a, a, a daily, you know, a Beaverton or, or an Onion article, something satirical. Apparently this is absolutely true, and it looks like they want to run the episodes as early, 12 episodes, in 2023. So it's going to take 12 months of competition to find out who is the top, top two. 
Then those two fighters are going to be going in a retrofitted rocket that's going to orbit the Earth for 90 minutes, and they'll have a chance to beat the tar out of each other. That's right. Zero gravity mixed martial arts battles are coming. Maybe Joe Rogan has a chance at becoming relevant once again. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.